quite a while for me. It's been quite a while for me um, that I've been under 500 going into the All-Star break. I don't remember the last time. So, you know, my uh, my level of intensity has to be, um, you know, unfortunately for me, because I don't like to do it at such an early time. I'm a little bit different. Um, but it's been activated, so look forward to seeing what we can do. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode one of the Lineup Sports Podcast. I am your host, Temi Okalate, and with me today, I have Malik Pothmont. Yes, sir. And I got Kenneth Tanner. Yo. And the lineup for today, are the Lakers going to miss the playoffs? What's going on with the Celtics also, man? There's, we got we to gotta discuss that. Is Antonio Brown, did he help or hurt himself with his recent ESPN interview? And then we got our final countdown, some, some some surprise topics. We're going to get right into it. And let me start with this. Let me start with this. What's going on with LeBron James right now might be his greatest failure of all time. I'm going to say that again. This might be LeBron's greatest failure of all time. The Lakers are five and a half games back from the AC right now with 18 games to go. They have a better chance of landing a lottery pick than making the playoffs right now, which is absolutely crazy. I mean, they're two and five since the all-star break. Nothing's working. They're 21st in defensive rating. They're 20th in offensive rating since the all-star break. I mean, what is happening? LeBron's got to figure this out. There's no excuses. I know he missed 18 games with injury. I know that things haven't been easy, not just him with injuries. You know, Rondo's been out for 34 games. Lonzo's been hurt. Ingram's been hurt. Josh Hart's been hurt. I don't care. I do not care, LeBron. You got to make the playoffs. This whole thing you did with Anthony Davis, man, huge mistake. But you got to figure it out. You got to get those young guys on your side. You've been real passive lately. You know, bro, you got you to gotta figure this out, man. There's a lot of things that need to be addressed. Magic Johnson, why would you give LeBron a team of old guys who can't shoot? We haven't talked about that. We haven't talked about that. You gave him Rondo, cool. You gave him Mike, Michael Beasley, cool. You gave him JaVale McGee, cool. That's, that's not working. That's not LeBron's blueprint. That's not how he's gotten it done for the past 16 years he's been in the NBA. Everyone knows he needs shooters. I'm not, I'm not going to put this all on LeBron. You know what I'm saying? It's not all his fault. There, there has been things that, you know, haven't gone his way, but I don't, I don't care. If he's supposed to be the best player in the world, he's got to get it done. He's got to get the young guys on his side. He's got to make the playoffs. He's got to make a statement and say, I'm still here. I'm still the guy. I'm still the best player in the world. It's not going to be easy, but I think they can get it done. I really do. I really, really do. What y'all think? Wait, so one, one. Super passionate to me. You good, bro? I'm good, man. Yeah, I can see this. Sweating. I'm good. <laughs> Dripping. I'm over here sweating, but I'm good. Yeah. You fit it. So, so you think they can make the playoffs? They can. They can. The Clippers are still trying to quote unquote lose. They did lose to the Clippers yesterday, obviously. So that that sounds kind of counterintuitive. Wait, after all of that, you <laughs> you still think they can make the playoffs? No, the, I, it's possible. I you were arguing against that. It's possible. I'm saying it's possible. Is it plausible? No. Anything is possible. Hey, KG told us that, bro. Nah. Chill. <laughs> like, I, it's, it's slim, but I'm never counting out LeBron. I'm going to call him out when he needs to be called out, which is right now. We, we have to call him out. Don't you agree? So let's let's clarify one more time. Timmy thinks they can it is make possible. the playoffs. They can make the playoffs. All right. All right. Well, I agree. They can make the playoffs. Talk to me, Kenneth. But will they? 
No. <laughs> not going to. All right. Lakers are the tenth seed. You got the Kings are the ninth seed. Spurs are the eighth. Clippers at the seventh seed. That's the that's the team. Yeah, that's those, you want to get you want to get in that seventh or eighth spot. Right, the right, right. Um, eighteen games left in the season. All those eighteen games, I did I did a little looking. You have uh, ten games, right? That are all teams at least in the playoffs or better. Or I mean, they're in the playoffs and they're they're pretty good teams. You got Boston again. You got Warriors, Thunder, Trailblazers. You got the Jazz twice, Bucks, Raptors, Nuggets. And then you got the Celtics again. And then don't forget, you also got Brooklyn at another time, right? Right. So it doesn't look like they're making it. They, they can lose 10 games easy. It hasn't been. They the, can lose t- there's 10 teams that they have to play that are better than these teams. I, I agree. Listen, I agree with all of that. I'm not I'm not arguing it's going to be easy. Don't get don't get me. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it's going to be easy out here. It's it's been the it's been the. It's been the bad teams they've been losing to. It's not even been the bad, good teams. Yeah, so they also got the Kings again. The it's really been, bad. Teams. It's been the, it's been the, the really worst teams. It's been the worst. They lost <laughs> the, the Phoenix, Knicks, and again, the, the Suns, the, the Hawks. And, and this eighteen game stretch, or the last eighteen games, they got the Kings again. Right. And they got the Clippers again. Right. They're not making the playoffs. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> they're not doing. It. I mean, if LeBron goes in this run, uh, I mean, we gotta look at him as a goat again. But is he not? Is he not the goat now? Malik, talk to me. LeBron is no longer going to be considered the go after this season but I at don't... the moment at the moment he's like in history in history no right? he's still the goat i mean he's still in the consideration well, for the what i'm talking about the goat. i'm talking about greatest of all time but we talk about it in the moment that's yeah. what we think about greatest of all time we've seen lebron over the last you know almost two decades do this right but just looking at the facts of what we see lebron leads that team in points rebounds and assists already no one else on that team scores above 20 points per game Mm. The only other two guys that can get above, what, 15 are Kyle Kuzma and Brandon Ingram. Both, well, Brandon Ingram's been done pretty good since the All-Star break. Right? And Both Kuzma. have been injured. Both have just recently been diagnosed with injuries. <laughs> like, within the last 24 hours. Yeah, yeah. Like, the Lakers' chances are, are slim to none. Only because LeBron has, like we've all alluded to, zero help here. No one else is scoring above, like, 10 points a game other than JaVel McGee. Like a lot of guys need to look in the mirror because and say that they've let him down, um, and it's it's across the board. The Lakers as an organization, it's it's easy to tell that from top to bottom they have some issues going on. Oh yeah, and it's playing a role in how they're falling out of the playoffs. Let's right talk now. about let's talk about Luke Walton. I mean, let's talk about Magic Johnson. Let's let's go all the way to the top if we're gonna do it. Yeah, when you think about the Magic, and you know everyone says this stuff, but like, what has he really done? The Lonzo signing was a good signing, right? Um, yeah, no choice. I mean, or, or draft, yeah. Could've. Yeah, zero choice in that. LeVar, LeVar kind of pulled if, if y'all remember that, <laughs> y'all remember that draft? Yeah. Literally had zero choice LeVar in that. Lakers had to get Lonzo. And then LeBron James, you know, he was coming to LA anyways, pretty much. Yeah. Seems like it. Right. Yeah. So it's it's tough. I think Luke's uh, gone. And we kind of knew that coming in. But I mean, that let's, let's, like talk, about, let's talk about the here and now. I think they should have fired him at the All-Star break. Let me tell you why. One, you get kind of a you kind of get to reset. You get yeah. a, you get that week off. You know, probably an assistant. Most likely, Brian Shaw would have been the head coach. You know, it's kind of like when David Blatt. I don't want to. I don't want to call Luke Walton David Blatt because he's obviously done some something in the yeah. NBA with the Warriors, obviously. But well, like, not facts, facts, I mean, facts. Okay. But they should have done this at the All Star break. I, it's obvious LeBron doesn't respect him. I mean, they they were in the same draft class. Let's, let's think about that. Yeah, they tough. they were in the same draft class. 
Let's not forget that. Yeah. And he just doesn't have, he just doesn't respect him. LeBron needs someone who he can, who he has a, a, any certain form of just, you know, you you might know more than me. You might have an idea that works. You know what I mean? I'm with you, but Luke Walton, no matter who they put in that coaching bench, is not going to score over 20 points a game. I, I think I think what we're losing track of here is the Lakers do not have these Even players to a do a rotation. It. They were before pre LeBron pre LeBron's injury, and I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. And the injury part is another thing that we're completely ignoring because that's I think the reason why Luke Walton still has a job to this day. He's had the injuries that have come at the right opportune times to where everybody can say that. Yeah. They have, he hasn't had the full team. He hasn't gone with the entire roster in a healthy space because they're, they're, what they're looking at and what everyone is looking at is that whole run from the beginning of the season until Christmas. Right. Where the Lakers were in the playoffs, they were in contention, and they blew out the Warriors, and LeBron got injured. And that's when yeah. everything started falling apart. So so hear me out. We, we can all agree, right, that Luke's getting fired at the end of the season. 100%. 100%. He's walking out. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't, yeah. He doesn't look comfortable. Yeah, his bags aren't packed. He's walk, like he's walking out. So if you know that's going to happen, I'm not a big fan of you know something's going to happen, you know you're going to do something, but you just don't rip the bandit off on like when you know it's going to happen. You know no, what I mean? I agree. I think something should have happened at All-Star break because if it's a firing, a, a good player joining the team, it, it, it re-energizes the team, right? It's, it's something else to talk about. Whereas... um. Yeah, nothing happened, right? Mm -hmm. They got Reggie and Reggie Bullock and yeah, Adam Scholar. Yeah. Right. Those are guys. They got jerseys on. Rotation players. Let's not let's not forget the intro video. LeBron said playoff mode activated. He said he's he said he's ready. It's he's over. good to go. He's the only one. See, so I, I was thinking, right? I was thinking because I watched a couple later games and um I thought maybe LeBron's just not taking over games. That was like my thing. Like, oh, right. he's just not taking over games. Then, do you guys agree with me? No, I agree. Yeah. So okay. I I looked up the stats, and since All Star break, so the last seven games mm -hmm. or whatever, he's averaged seven point seven points in the fourth quarter. Right. Yeah. He's on a shot fifty percent field goal range, right. fifty percent field goal percentage, mm -hmm. um, and 30 percent from the three. Right. Mm -hmm. And you're saying, okay, well, let's see. I'm thinking like maybe he did something. Maybe that's not a lot. Right. Mm -hmm. So I looked at last year's, and you know when LeBron had that mm -hmm. kind of like he was he was really taking over games near the end of the uh, last year in, on the Cavs. Mm -hmm. He averaged seven point six points a game, right? Fifty four percent from the field goal um, range or mm -hmm. field goal percentage, and then forty from the three. Yeah. So it's not like he's not putting up stats. He's not putting up numbers yet. His three's not the same, but he's putting up the same kind of numbers that we're expecting the LeBron. That defense losing. That defense though. They're just losing. LeBron's bro. defense. Well, though. we all have eyeballs. We can see that he does. LeBron's defense, though. Did you guys see that Kuzma push? Oh my yeah. gosh! Yeah, he's, we all saw that Kuzma push. That, man. that whole, that whole, that whole team's defense is atrocious. Yeah, it, it, it's ridiculous. The lineups that they put out, and that's what we talk about. Are they, are they missing Zoe? No, the lineup, <laughs> the lineups that they put oh, out are atrocious because look, they're missing. They, they yeah. would be missing Zoe if LeBron is still playing center for your team most of the time. There yeah. are points in times where they play the full quarter and JaVel McGee doesn't even go out there. Yeah, they'll have Kuzma at the five. They'll have mm -hmm. Kuzma at the five. Right, right, right. at the five. And they're trying to do it in order to have a small pace of space offense. But what does that really do for you? It makes you lose to teams like Phoenix, uh, Phoenix where DeAndre Ayton is getting mad boards off like, <laughs> like last minute, like last minute plays, like hustle plays. Like yeah. the hustle's not or there. Julius so Randle's going off like. Small things Randall's like that. That hustle is defense. Like it's all in the defense. It's yeah. going to be a thing. I think we can all agree the Lakers are in trouble. I still think they can do it. It's not going to be easy. I still think they can do it. 
but they, they're not the only team that's going through them going through some things right now what about your boys kenneth talk to me about your celtics tell me what's going on with them all right so i think we're honestly kind of overreacting and hear me out hear me out hear me out they're the fifth seed right now so yeah that's not like great we expect them to be one or two seeds the east has gotten better uh since years but they all the celtics have also gotten better like player wise right right bring back a healthy gordon uh, quote unquote healthy gordon hayward who's a all-star and you know at, at utah um bring back kyrie irving who's a all-star as well so something should be better than they are i agree but when we think about it again the fifth seed since all star all star break they won one of six games and that was the wizards they lost to the bulls which is horrible which is a horrible loss right oh yeah you know, and they got blown up by some teams as well. The Rockets just destroyed them. Raptors wasn't even in the competition. Twelve Blazers and the Bucks, right? But beforehand, before and since Jan from January to the All Star break, they were 17 of 22. So they won 17 games out of 22 games. So I think we we're all kind of overreacting. Yeah, they they lost. They they they're on a on a three game losing streak. They lost five games since All Star break. They got the Warriors tonight. I think we just need to pump the brakes and, and relax. And once this team's in the playoffs, I don't think any team really wants to play this team, to be honest. Talk to me, Malik, before I say anything. Especially Philly. I know I know Philly does not want to play this team. That's not true. I know Philly does not want it. That's not true. Malik, talk. The, the Celtics are in an interesting state right now, uh, to say the least. Oh, yeah. I, I do not think that we are overreacting. Though. I think we are acting appropriately because <laughs> this is a team that we projected to be number one in the East. Yeah. coming into the season and they have not played or looked like that in any way shape or form uh, and the all-star break was supposed to be a time for them to be able to reset get back together in order to connect because their biggest problem this year has not been injuries they've had a lot of times where they've had their whole starting line of their whole roster together but it, it just seems like it's literally a team that is struggling with their identity to this day there's so many ways that the, the Celtics win games in that 17 or 22 that you mentioned before. But every team that you've noticed that has a championship mentality over the last few years, specifically the Warriors, they define the way that they want to win games. Right. Yeah. Throughout the regular season. And the Celtics seem like they are struggling to even stay afloat. And especially around this time where you're right now in the fifth seed in the East, yeah. you're trying to you're trying to set the tone because well, the one thing I think that's being underreported is that the East is a lot better. Oh, yeah. Especially towards the top. Um, I agree. And because LeBron left, that's one of the reasons why. But also, just in general, teams are taking themselves seriously. Yeah. And they're taking the competition seriously. So they look at a team like the Celtics, like the Lakers, like we just mentioned, that have a lot of hype. But if you're not coming to play, they're going to show that. And they're going to put the talent out there in order to win those games. So we've seen it with the Celtics. They need to win these games towards the end of the season because – if they fall out of hosting a playoff series in the first round, they're going to be in major trouble. So just to your point on that, the Celtics need to win the game through the end of the season, right? I looked at the schedule again. The last 10 games, they got the Pacers twice, and the Pacers are surprisingly still a playoff team. Well, it's not an easy game. Those aren't, those aren't easy <laughs> games. Those, I don't know. those aren't easy. I agree. But they got the Heat twice, out of playoffs. They got the Hornets. At the moment. Okay. They got the Hornets, <laughs> Spurs, Cavs, Wizards, Magic, and Nets. They can they can win easily eight out of those ten games, so like again I think we're we're overreacting. Let's see what happens tonight against the Warriors, and let's again no one wants to play this team in the playoffs. No one does. So, I think Toronto will be finally playing. So let's I I don't 
you guys both have differing opinions here. I definitely lean towards Malik. Preface, Kenneth is a Celtics fan. You're a Wizards fan. So. He's, he's a Celtics yeah, fan. He so he's, he's, a, he's a Celtics fan, so he's a little, he's a little biased. But I think this is what the, the big issue is here. Too many agendas. Let me let me explain that to you. You got the young players. People forget that they, you know, they just went to the Eastern Conference Finals without Kyrie, without Gordon Hayward, and they have contracts coming up in the next couple of years and they need to prove themselves. And they want to make all-star teams. They want to get the big money. They want to make sure that they're they're we're, secure. We're, Hold up, let me finish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me right, finish. Right. Let me finish. They want to make sure they're secure. And then there's Kyrie's agenda. Kyrie wants to be the man. The whole reason he left LeBron is so he could lead a team. Unfortunately, because of his injury in his first season with the Celtics, the young guys don't view him as a leader. Al Horford probably doesn't view him as the leader. And to be honest with you, I just don't think he exhibits leadership skills, if that makes sense. He's not LeBron. He's not... Draymond Green, he's not, I, I can't believe I said that, but he's not, he's not one of those guys that can, Both of those people aren't great leaders. he can't, he can't, he can't galvanize. Yeah, yeah, he can't yeah. galvanize if you're getting my point, you know what I mean? And then the, the last and probably the most pressing issue is management and Gordon Hayward. This, let's just, it's, this is the worst contract in the NBA. We can say that. As of now, yeah. It's the worst contract in the NBA. He's getting paid 30 something million getting 27 minutes a game to only put up 11 points. Yeah, it's not okay. It's tough. And the young players see that. Imagine Jalen Brown, somebody who was borderline, borderline all-star caliber in the, in the all-star, um, excuse me, in the, in the playoffs yeah. of last year, thank you. And now he has to, he has to suffer losing minutes to a guy he knows he's better than. Like Jalen Brown is better than Gordon Hayward. I don't care about Gordon Hayward's past. At the moment. He, he, He's better. Yeah. I mean, like, and that's that's something that the team, his teammates see. They're making less money than him. They're playing better, and they're getting mi less minutes. There's, that's a lot of things hampering one team. And I know Celtics. And I excuse me. I know Kenneth thinks they're gonna be fine. Milwaukee. I don't. Milwaukee's nice. Milwaukee Philadelphia. Milwaukee hasn't won Phil a series. Philadelphia. The East is Philadelphia. I, I don't know. I don't know off the top of my head, but I'm pretty sure we're beating them in the regular season. We have a better we have a better head to head record than Philly in the regular season. I'm pretty sure. Uh, that's irrelevant to me. That's so, I mean, it's irrelevant. It's to a me. real game, you know. But, so it's, not, but, it's irrelevant to me. But, so Milwaukee hasn't hasn't won a series. You, so you're you're just you're just banking on Giannis hasn't won a series. Is that what you're telling no, me right now? Same facts. Yeah. Who looks better right now? As I say, yeah, Milwaukee. But who do you want in the playoffs? I want Milwaukee. I want the best. Player. I want Giannis. I want the best player. I, that Philly team. That's what I want. Kyrie's proven that Philly team. He's proven with LeBron. Stop saying that. He's not yeah, proven. He's proved nothing stay by himself. Stay He's proved nothing by himself. I want the All best. I'm saying is, that's I what think, I want. I think they can run off eight, eight, eight of the last 10 games easily. They're a little good in playoffs. If they play Philly, that's a that's it's, a matchup. It's a lot of ifs. That's a matchup problem. It's a lot of ifs. It's not a matchup problem. Philly, Philly, I feel like Philly Why is it a matchup problem? Philly embraces that. Why is it a matchup problem? Why is it a matchup problem? Philly embraces that. Philly, Philly lost to Boston without Kyrie. Tobias so, didn't. But last year's Celtics team is better than this year's Celtics team with no, Kyrie and Lillard. This year, that, like, I don't know. it's a regular season game, man. You're 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 putting too much in one game. Bro, you're putting too much. In your you're team. putting a lot in you one game. You can't think you're gonna win a seven game series in Philly. I do. I honestly do. You do right I don't. now with the way your I team do. is playing. I do. I don't know. With the way this team's playing right now, 
This is blind faith. I think I think the team's going to look different in the playoffs. I think Gordon Hayward's going to get less minutes. It's, it's the playoffs. It's a, like you're going to adjust your lineup. I still think Brad C. Stevens is a great coach. He's not the best coach. Like everyone was hyping him up to be, but he's a great coach. Oh, you don't want to play this team. Yeah, seven, you, why why, you do, why is he a great coach? You don't want to play this team seven seven games. But if you have the Philly starting lineup and the, the Celtics starting lineup on the floor right now, who's the best player? Tembi. Yeah. Who's the second best player? Kyrie. Kyrie. Then they got the Who's next the third three. Best they got the next <laughs> three. <laughs> they got the next three. Exactly. Philly's got, Philly got the next three. <laughs> Who's the third and fourth? Philly's yeah, got yeah, the next fifth. Third. Sounds like Tobias. Probably, probably Jimmy Tobias. Tobias. Oh, yeah. Probably Jimmy Butler. Cool. Ben Simmons. All I'm saying, All I'm saying is, is stay tuned because yeah, I want that series to happen. Stay tuned. JJ, this is not the same Philly team from last year. You know it. Let's not compare benches as well because it's Boston. It's Why do you feel Philly's bench is all right? Philly's bench is all right. Philly's bench is nice. Philly's bench is nice. Okay. Oh, okay. I would love to see that series. Yeah. It's going to be quick. Four games. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> now we're talking sweeps. <laughs> it's it's going to be a quick series. I'm sorry. All I'm saying is stay tuned. I, I'm Lee said stay tuned. And uh, Philly does not want to see Boston. It's fast. <laughs> You're so wrong about this. But we got to move on. Is Antonio Brown hurting himself with his recent comments in the public, with his recent interview? with ESPN. Listen, I don't even have to play football if I don't want, bro. I don't even need the game. You know what I'm saying? I don't need to prove nothing to anyone. If I, if they want to play, they're going to play by my rules. If not, I don't need to play. You want the game now? No, I don't. I, I, I mean, okay? I, I obviously, I want the game, but I don't need the game. It's a different. You know what I'm saying? I don't need to play for no one. Like, I'm happy you see this. It's paid off cash. I don't owe no one. Mm -hmm. I'm a millionaire, bro. I'm an entrepreneur. Like, I don't have to prove no one anything. I am a Ravens fan. So this whole situation with the Steelers is giving me a lot of pleasure right now. A lot of happiness. They're in turmoil. They're all over the place. Things are not looking good. Things are not looking good. But I wanna, I wanna, I, on a serious note, I think what Ant Antonio Brown is doing, what Le'Veon Bell did, is what's, what's gonna take the NFL and the players to another level in terms of power. So as we know, Le'Veon went through his whole situation this year and he kind of won because the Steelers needed him. They didn't make the playoffs. And now Antonio wants to, has demands to make. He made mistakes along the way. I'm not saying, I'm not saying Antonio's perfect in this situation, but that interview, I suggest all of you watch it, very telling. When you have an owner calling 52 men kids, it wasn't the owner, though. It was Big Ben. Excuse me, the GM. The GM. Excuse me, not the owner. The GM. Calling, calling, calling the team. 52 men, kids. Here's the, here's the exact quote. I honestly believe that that can be a burden on him, talking about Big Ben, yeah. more often than he may like to admit because he has 52 kids under him, quite honestly. I want them to step up and say, hey, Ben, what do I have to do? Can I do this better? What do we have to do to win a Super Bowl? End quote. Are you kidding me? Big Ben? I get it. I get it. He's won two Super Bowls. When has he ever in his life showed leadership skills? Pass passive aggressive, gets in trouble with the law. People forget about that. Two sexual assault charges against him. What, 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 when has he ever shown leadership ability in his life as a quarterback? It's one thing if it's Tom Brady. It's one thing if it's Drew Brees. 
one thing if it's Peyton Manning. Don't tell me to listen to some guy who's doing worse things than me, doing doing things that if I did it, I'd probably get cut from the team. Nah, I don't, I don't, I don't rock like that. And Antonio Brown, I, I applaud him. A lot of people are criticizing him for the interview, saying he doesn't need the game. He doesn't need the game. If you do the right things, if you if you if you hustle, you set, you stack your bread. I mean, he's comfortable. He doesn't he doesn't need the game. Obviously, like he said, he wants the game. He doesn't. I mean, he wants to play because that's what he that's what he lives his life to do. That's what he's a competitor. But he doesn't he doesn't need the game, man. And I'm really I'm really proud of him. I hope this isn't the end of Antonio Brown. I don't think it will be. Somebody will sign him for for what he wants. Um, I think he's the winner, and I think the players at the end of the day in the NFL are are winners in this situation. Kind of taking what the NBA has done with the uh, what LeBron has trailblazed for uh, what LeBron has done for the players in the NBA, player empowerment, making sure the players have their say. They're not they're not getting controlled by owners as much anymore. If that comes into the NFL, I'm telling you, it's going to be a very very good thing. We're going to see a lot of movement. We're going to see a lot of interesting things happening. And I'm excited. Shout out to you, Antonio Brown. I'm thankful you're not a Steeler anymore. Kenneth, what are your thoughts? Yeah, man. So the question really is, did the interview hurt or help Antonio Brown, right? Right. And I think, honestly, it was just whatever. It it didn't really affect him that much. Um, Because when you want Antonio Brown, when you want a guy like Antonio Brown with a blonde mustache... (laughs) <laughs> and purple dreads, or blue dreads. You, you know what you're gonna get, right? Right. So like, it doesn't, it didn't matter. It didn't matter. I think most importantly, it, it kind of hurt the Steelers in the fact that the teams that are gonna go for Antonio Brown aren't gonna offer that first round pick anymore. Right. You know, mm-hmm. they're they're gonna say, hey, you know, you got that timeline, like Antonio Brown said in the interview, you got that March 16th timeline where you don't want to pay that 2.5 mil. Um, Antonio Brown's off the wire. Um, you know, like we're we're gonna give you a second or maybe even third round pick. You know, right? So I think that's that's what affected it. I don't think overall. I think you know, Antonio Brown's gonna be another team by the beginning of next season, and it's not gonna affect him. The interview, at least, is not gonna affect his career. I think that's that's who he is, and we. If you want Antonio Brown, you already know who he is. So, right. I think it was just whatever. What you think, Malik? Yeah. Also, I, I gotta agree with Ken. I think it didn't really do too much for him. Uh, that interview was long. Um, yeah. It, it was. <laughs> it was a bit of a, a task like to that. watch. Yeah. It was a task, but I think I think it's for pe- I, I, the only reason I suggest people watch it for for, for big for big time sports fans. And I'm assuming if yeah. you're watching this, you're a big time yeah. sports fan. Big time. You gotta you gotta understand sometimes like how players operate, how business in 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 sports operates. And that's what that's why I like the interview because I got an understanding of how the NFL works sure. a little bit more. I got an understanding of the Steelers organization and how yeah. toxic it is, which I love. Again, shout out Ravens. But again, I, I suggest you watch it because it really it really is telling. And I, I think it might hurt him a little. I know y'all are thinking it's not the, not a big deal. He's a deep receiver. People know that already. It's I get that, but he has a financial demand that he's trying to hit. That's what that's what I got from that interview. If you're not meeting his demands. He's out, and obviously, like, obviously, you know when yeah, if so, you, if a GM hears that, yeah, it 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 could it could affect him. Some people are some people see that and say we're done, we're out. I mean, we're not even considering it. And then there's the potential desperate team who is desperate for a receiver, desperate to put butts in seats. But I don't you know? think I don't think any team saw Antonio Brown and didn't think he was a diva. You know what I'm saying? Like right, that I label gets put on you super easy. That's that's, that that's who he is. Like I don't think it's like oh my god, Antonio Brown wants his money. Oh, 
I didn't know that. Mm. Like, like you know, going in, if you want Antonio Brown, you want that star receiver. I'm gonna take that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take that. So, I don't think it hurt him in that sense. Like, yeah, he might not be up, like the team might the teams that he possibly go to might get shrink. But again, the Steelers need to get rid of him. So. Yeah, and it just it just seemed weird. Like the parts that he did speak on, like his relationship with the Steelers um, in the interview, especially towards the end of the season, he, the way he described it was just like, "Oh well, I said that I was not feeling my best. I asked for some time, and I was just told to go home straight yeah, after home. that." And the way that you jump from conclusions to that, I feel like it's it's a weird story to tell for him. Uh, so I do see the chaos that's happening on Steelers organization, uh, but I think ultimately for, for him, I think the shop interview that he did with LeBron was actually a little bit better than this as far as what he's trying to do, which is really control the perception right. of all this. Right, right, right. The, the narrative of what's going right. on there. And he spoke about that on there. Um, but it's even bigger, like, I think what he wants to do is really make sure that everybody knows that he is still one of the best receivers in the league. He is still... Uh, considered to be a, a guy that could be erratic at times, but he's passionate above yeah. all else. And he's talking about his background, where he came from, his upbringing, right, right. gave you an insight to that. Right. So I, I do think it helped him at, to a degree, but like I said, it was wrong. And I think he could easily control the perception of that um, just in another way. The yeah. shot was a great way to do it. I, I, I appreciate that finally there's players stepping up in the NFL trying to control the narrative which is which is kind of what makes me happy like nfl the nfl is so much different from the nba in the fact that the the gms really dominate the players i mean the owners dominate the players like now in the nba we have we have we have things like we have yeah the kids as 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 the gm so eloquently said so they think of the yeah then and that's and that's kind of what you that's kind of what you're getting and he said and also uh antonio said you know, Ben has that type of mentality too. I don't want I don't want my quarterback having that type of mentality. Mm-hmm. Who do you think you are? You're my peer. You're not my boss. Yeah, you know that, what was, I'm saying? that was surprising when Timmy read the poll. I thought it was actually somehow I got mixed up in the interview. I thought Big Ben said the kid thing and I was like, oh no, no. That's what Big Ben does. But the GM saying that that's that's a it's huge. That's a big big deal, you know? Right, right. And I think one, Antonio, I'm gonna I'm gonna just throw this out there. If you ever hear this, you know, the Ravens were looking for a receiver. I'm just gonna say this. What's the best type? What's the best type of revenge? What's the best type of revenge? Coming to the Pittsburgh Steelers arch rival. Trying to catch Lamar Jackson. <laughs> no. Hey, pinpoint, pinpoint balls from Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Do not sleep. Coming from Big Ben, you're gonna be feeling bad. Nah. You'll feel great. You'll feel loved. You'll feel wanted. Mm. But no, again, back to back to uh, back to the real point. Yeah. I digress. This is this is this is a big moment for NFL players. What happened with the Steelers last year with Le'Veon Bell, another big moment for the players. We're going to see a lot of this going forward. Obviously, the NFL has a hard cap as opposed to a soft cap. I don't want to get too too sportsy on you, but that's always going to hurt the players. Yeah, too too sportsy. I created that word just now. <laughs> but um, that's always going to hurt the players having a hard cap because they can't they can't do as much. You know, it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. Uh, it's going to obviously it, it already hurts teams because they can't go over the cap, but this is a big moment. It's a big moment in football, but there's also some other big moments in football coming up. Yeah, but before we transition, I just want to say, I know you're a Baltimore fan, but this honestly does not matter. Uh, when you look at the Steelers receivers, right? Hines Ward was drafted in 98. He played on the Steelers for until 2011, I think it was. Right. Yeah, six 1,000-yard receiving, receiving years, right? Right. 
Let's uh, let's go back to Plexico Burris. You know oh, Plexico yeah. Burris shot himself? Oh yeah. Two thousand he was drafted by the Steelers, played on the team for four years, two thousand yard receiving years. Mm. Uh Santana Moss, right? Or Santonio Holmes. Holmes, yep. Santana Moss, sorry about that. He was drafted in two thousand six, mm-hmm. one one thousand receiving year in uh, his last year mm-hmm. on the Steelers. Mike Wallace, a lot of people don't remember Mike Wallace, drafted in two thousand nine by the Steelers, two years of a thousand yards receiving. You know, AB drafted in 2010. He has seven thousand-yard receiving years. Juju already has one, almost had two his rookie year. So, like, you guys are still going to get smacked by Steelers. I'm sorry. That's 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 not true. They're, they're always, what happened they, this season? What happened always, this season? Yeah, chill, chill. But they've always had a receiver. Is what I'm saying. They've always had a receiver. That's that's a, it doesn't. That's a really good point. Really they had James Conner this year go for rush for over a thousand yards. What? Yeah. It's not. There. You need the best players possible. You digress. Juju's not better than Antonio I'm right saying, now. but they just, they seem to just reload. They seem to... Keep it moving. Yeah, like, okay, next. We'll, we'll drop the guy. We'll, we'll drop the guy. So, I think that's that's really big and um, it, it really doesn't matter. It's Patriots-esque of them. They're, yeah. they're trying to reach Speaking of the draft, should Kyler Murray go number one overall to the Arizona Cardinals? find out on the final countdown yeah kyler is i mean he's a freak man purdy's a really good young player and he's going to be a tremendous player but kyler is a freak and i've followed him since he was a sophomore um, in high school and um, just think the world of him and and what he can do on a football field and i've never seen one better in high school and he's starting to show it now at the college level and i mean I, i don't have enough good things to say about him he's phenomenal Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to our final segment of the Lineup Sports Podcast called The Final Countdown. What we're going to do here, the last two minutes of the segment, we're, we're going big topics, and we're going to get it done, finish up. Are you ready, guys? Yeah. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Number one topic, should Arizona take Kyler Murray number one overall? Malik, what do you think? Absolutely. I like his swag, and he's going to match that perfectly for yeah. I think if you're gonna go get Cliff Kingsbury, you have you might as well get Calamari, right? So yeah, I agree. Pick him up. I'm I'm hesitant. I'm hesitant. I really am. Only because one, obviously the height is kind of questionable. Two, Arizona's not gonna be good with with him, regardless. I mean, they're just they drafted a quarterback top ten last year. Maybe just stick with him, trade the pick back, get some draft picks. Next topic. Who was your favorite draft pros or prospect? in the NFL Combine this past weekend. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Devin White from LSU, the linebacker. Uh, he ran a 4-4-2, 22 bench reps. This guy's a monster. I don't know if you guys seen his highlight tapes if you guys watching the LSU games, but this guy is amazing. Uh, Chargers pick him up, man. I know it's like gonna pick, probably be top 10 pick. I'm gonna have to trade up, but it's worth it. Like some players you just know. Uh, Paris Campbell, that boy fast, Ohio State <laughs> University. Uh, wide receiver uh, definitely saw him first on LeBron's page funny enough you reposted him on Instagram but just in general he's been fast I think he's gonna have great hands Carolina we need some wide receivers too uh, my favorite definitely gotta go with DK Metcalf dude is an absolute beast yeah. 4-3-40 27 reps on the bench 40 and a half inch vertical jump 1.6% body fat that can't be real that can't be real can't be real that's fine that's fine alright we're moving we're moving can Trey Young catch Luka no. Yes. I hope he does. Yes. I think he can. He's been playing out of his mind, averaging over 30, I think, since the All-Star break. He's been absolutely amazing. 15, oh, se- yes, 15 yes. seconds. Shout out to Trader. MVP discussion. Who's your MVP right now? Harden. Giannis. Giannis. Big time. Last question. 
Where is Le'Veon going to free agency? Five seconds. Ah, uh, Jets. Colts. Patriots. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this was episode one of the Lineup Sports Podcast. My name is Tammy Okalate. Thank you for have thank you for joining us. We'll see you next week. Yay. Yeah. Yeah.